It's so important to tune in and really listen and comprehend because we don't know when they won't be able to tell those stories anymore. And so, you know, they become all the more um, important, I think. Hi, I'm Bobby, a certified caregiving consultant and educator. I work one-on-one with caregivers to help them find solutions to the often confusing or upsetting behaviors that come with a dementia diagnosis. And I'm her husband, Mike, and I'm a certified caregiver advocate and a certified music therapist, and I help memory care facilities with their music and memory programs. And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Our goal is to focus on the caregiver, offer our practical insights, and share some emotional support. And maybe, just maybe, we'll share a laugh or two, because we all know the best medicine is laughter. And don't forget the wine, Mike. Oh, I won't forget your wine. I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, my dad was always very, very active. Usually, he would take three to four walks a day. He really enjoyed the fresh air. A lot of times he would just sit out on the bench out in front of the house and just enjoy the fresh air and the birds singing. But when he couldn't take his walks anymore, he would constantly look for something to do. And he would always say, I can't loaf all the time. And you got that latch hook kit for him and helped him finish it for our granddaughter. Yeah, and before that, he had his feather duster. He went through the house with his feather duster, yeah, dusting anything and everything in his path, things I never thought needed dusting. And every once in a while, a knickknack would go flying. Um, but yeah, he he loved to stay active. And of course, that, that latch hook, he couldn't put the yarn on and pull it through. So somebody, most often me or one of the day helpers would come in and put the yarn around the hook for him, and then he would pull it through. Uh, And and that is a wonderful keepsake for our granddaughter, Ava, who he loved so much. That brings us to today's guest, who is a gerontologist and founder of Understanding Alzheimer's and Busy Mind Box, which is dedicated to helping improve brain health. After her maternal grandmother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, she used her gerontology and caregiving backgrounds in creating Busy Minds Box to combat her boredom, loneliness, and depression. We are pleased to welcome Christina Lubowski. Christina, thank you so much for being here and for the work that you do that help people with a dementia. And we're very interested in hearing about, you know, your experience as a caregiver and also about Busy Minds Box. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so excited that you guys reached out to, to be part of this. Um, dementia is a tough, a tough thing to deal with. And I feel like it takes all of us to, to support the, those who have been diagnosed. It absolutely does. And it affects not only with the person who has been diagnosed, but the rest of the family as well. So you were a caregiver for your grandmother. Yeah, so I helped provide care. So um, my experience with dementia goes back to 2016 when my father's mother was diagnosed with uh, mixed dementia. She has Alzheimer's and vascular dementia. And um, that's what sent me back to school to become a gerontologist. And while I was there, my mother's father was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And so, um, you know, it was tricky trying to explain to 
both sides of my family, what was going on. So my husband and I developed Understanding Alzheimer's, which is a website um, where you can control your understanding levels. So similar to websites where you can control uh, what how big the text is, you can control what you read. And so we developed that. And then we were getting my grandfather settled. He had a home health aide to help my grandmother out. And then my grandmother was diagnosed with it herself. And she was actually diagnosed and came home from the hospital three days before her husband passed away from the same disease. Wow. And it was a really tricky time. Um, she had been in and out of the hospital for three months prior to that because um, she had insane behavioral problems. And it we thought it was the stress of caregiving for my grandfather at first, um, but it, it just exploded after she was diagnosed with COVID. And after that, uh, she was just never really the same. And it turned out to be Alzheimer's. And so after my grandfather passed away, she just was bored and lonely. She was used to being a housewife and a caregiver. And now she's dealing with her own Alzheimer's diagnosis. And that's how Busy Minds Box was founded. So I wanted to give her something to do and look forward to bring a sense of um, purpose back into her life and give her something meaningful to do. And that's, that's where it ended up. So you also, with Busy Minds Box, that's not the easiest thing to say, <laughs> well, at least for me, with my Pittsburgh accent. Um, you also have a blog, right, on Busy Minds Block? Yeah. On your program? <laughs> yes. Uh, we. Ju I just started the blog to kind of um, – go deeper into the ways that we can keep our brains healthy. You know, as I started the journey in developing the, the box, it's a monthly activity box. It gets mailed out to subscribers and it's full. It's, it has a variety of activities in it. So puzzles and games and arts and crafts, things to keep ourselves active and busy. Um, and it occurred to me that if I had all this knowledge about keeping our minds healthy and engaged and active, um, regardless of whether we have dementia or not, is important regardless, um, that I should be sharing that. So I started the blog to give that information to people. I have, if I can go back just a little bit, I, I made a note when you said being able to control what you read. I'm not sure what you mean by that. That's right. So um, that website, actually, I wrote three different websites for it. And when you click on the buttons, um, it changes the reading level. So part of what I studied while I was becoming a gerontologist was health literacy or how well we understand health information. And so some people have a much deeper understanding of health information. So that might be, you might be reading at a higher reading level. And some people, especially an, an Alzheimer's diagnosis or dementia is very emotional. And so you need to make sure that that information comes through. And sometimes we need to simplify that. So there are three different levels where you can control what you read. So meaning you control what reading level that you consume. Uh, okay. Okay. So 
you can get as technical or non-technical as you want. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you can be all the way up to like a 12th grade reading level or all the way down to like a fifth, sixth grade reading level. Okay. That, that makes sense. As an avid reader who starts every day and ends every day reading and does a good bit of reading in between, I thought, what do you mean control what I read? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are, there are three different um, sets of text behind those buttons. So on every page, you can choose which one that you want to read. And it's the same basic information. It's just the way that it's written is different. Yeah, that's a great service. Thank you. I love that. In your boxes, what are the type of things that are in the box, the, for lack of a better word in my vocabulary, the busy work? <laughs> so it, it's a variety of um, arts and crafts, puzzles, games, um, you know, things to trigger, I call them memory joggers, to trigger reminiscence therapy or memories of of times gone by um so for example in the september box there's a recipe book activity and it encourages people to write down recipes or even just copy recipes that they have and collect them all in one place and you're using a lot of different brain functions for that so you're reading you're understanding you're rewriting which helps to kind of instill it in your mind and so you're remembering recipes. Maybe you're remembering back to a time when, you know, your grandmother baked these chocolate chip cookies and it's her recipe that you're copying back over. So things like that. Um, and then they also, each month is a different theme. So we learn about something new together. So September was Happy Harvest and we learned all about different foods that are good for your brain. So is this primarily for someone in an earlier stage of a dementia? Yes. So it's designed for people, even without dementia, people who, you know, maybe people who live alone and they're isolated and they want to keep busy, um, but they don't even have a dementia diagnosis. Um, it can help them to keep their minds active. And then it would be also for somebody who has um, early to moderate stage Alzheimer's. So as it goes on, they may need more help with engaging with the activities. People with dementia, typically they have trouble getting started themselves, but you know, it's a great tool for a caregiver who maybe doesn't know what how to pass the time. And, you know, you've You've done things like folded towels together or, um, you know, dusted or something like that. But those activities only last so long. So it's a great tool to have in your caregiver tool belt to help pass the time and have some fun together. Well, I can see a couple of real advantages of that. One of the things my dad used to do is he loved to go and get the mail and he would bring it in and set it on the table. He didn't, he never opened anything, but I can imagine if there was mail for him, specifically for him once a month where he could open up and there would be things to do in there, that would be great. And that's one of the things I tried to do is find things for him to do when he wasn't able to get up and dust and he wasn't able to go to the mail anymore. And I got some like old maid cards. Well, he said, these are for children and he threw them away. So if this is something that's more geared to an adult, I think that would be a great advantage. Absolutely. Now you said puzzles. I imagine the puzzle pieces are bigger. Yeah. And they're, they're not like the 500 piece puzzles that you're doing, you know, smaller, uh, more manageable to do. And, um, but definitely still something that's not for children. And, and I would imagine, like, 
doing the recipe booklet that you said, that that's something that, and a lot of these things are something that you can do together and just rekindle or reinforce that bond that you have with the person. Um, and I think that there's a ton of goodness in there. Thank you. Social connections are one of the best ways to keep our minds healthy. There are several different ways, right? And connecting with our loved ones is one of the most important. And so, you know, I try to put activities in there that you can do by yourself, but also with someone else. And so reinstilling those connections over and over. My mother takes a box to her mother and they sit down and they do one activity every time she visits. And so it brings them closer together. You never know when one of those is going to spark a story or a memory that she says. And it's really special being able to provide that for people. It's amazing what you find out. I remember at a conversation between my dad and Bobby, where he was talking about how on Saturday night, people would gather at his house and they would, in Italy, and they would dance. And she asked him if he ever had a girlfriend and stole a kiss every now and then. And I'll let her take it from there. Well, he said, I never stole anything. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't steal nothing. Um. (laughs) And he also, another time, commented about the, the chicken? Oh, yes. He was eating a piece of fruit, which he loved fruit. And uh, he was walking along this road in Italy, and he saw this tree with this delicious fruit on it. He never could identify what it was. He couldn't think of the English word for it, but it was really juicy, and he wanted it. So he picked up a rock to knock this piece of fruit off the tree, and it fell, and it hit a chicken in the head and killed it. And he didn't know what to do with the chicken. He couldn't take it home to his mother and say, I killed this chicken. So he <laughs> he left it alongside the road at a hay bale, hoping somebody would find it and make soup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, how, do you, how would you ever end up there in a regular conversation? But this, there was something that sparked that. And... You know, the, the key thing is you not only have to be there doing things, but you have to pay attention. You know, he he was very extremely introverted and he rarely wanted to talk. So whenever he indicated he wanted to have a conversation, he wanted to tell something, I would sit there and I would listen. Is And sometimes he would stop mid-sentence and say, that's enough, and go to his room and close the door. And as an introvert, I understand that. There are sometimes I just want to say that's enough and walk away and close the door. But those moments of clarity or those moments of sharing are the things that we so find so precious now that he's gone. And here we are 12 years, 13 years, just past 13 years, and we still talk about it. That is just amazing. Those are great stories. And and it's so important, I, Bobby, you said it, like it's so important to tune in and really listen and comprehend because we don't know when they won't be able to tell those stories anymore. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they become all the more um, important, I think, to, to pay attention and try to foster those conversations and do what we can to have them, even if they are introverts. <laughs> And we we talk so much about what's difficult about caring for somebody with dementia, and people do get frustrated and and overwhelmed at times. And if we can take these moments and these tools that somebody like you has put together so thoughtfully 
to bring out these precious moments. That's, that's a gift that just keeps on giving and stays with us for years. So we really, truly appreciate what you've done. Thank you so much for saying that. I actually um, put together recently a, a game called Chatty Kathy. My mother had the, my mother's name is Kathy, and she had the doll when she was younger and always joked that, that she lived up to that name. Um, but I noticed that when we went to visit my grandparents, um, it was sometimes hard to find conversation, you know, hard to know what to talk about. And you can only say, oh, hey, how was your day? Or what'd you do today? You can only <laughs> exactly. say that so many times. So um, it's a conversation starter game so that you can, it, it's got four different categories and it's meant to sort of have these conversations in a game where you're more, you know, if you're playing a game, you might be more willing to share than if you're just sitting there asking questions, you feel a little interrogated. Um, right. So to, to bring these conversations about, we, that's what we just, uh, we just created that. Very interesting. Cause conversation starters, right? Y- you're right. Oh, so uh, yeah, the, the rain this past week has been really <laughs> crappy, huh? Yep. <laughs> then where do you go? <laughs> exactly. It can be it can be tough sometimes. And, you know, it's challenging for everyone, caregivers especially. You know, you just want to make your loved one happy and, and talk to them. But sometimes it's just tough. Yeah, I never had a problem with my grandmother. She would always look at me and she would tell me, what's the matter? You? You're too fat. Come on, sit, eat. <laughs> Right, the typical Italian. Come on and eat. I said, "Wait a minute! You just told me I was fat." She said, "You shut up, eat." (laughs) She was too funny. That sounds like my grandmother too. She would always, always cook Sunday dinners, and she would make that. She would say, "Come on and eat." Every time dinner was on the table, that Mm -hmm. is exactly what she said. Now we talked about the understanding Alzheimer's and how there's the different levels of understanding. What else is on that website? So it's basically just a guide to understanding the health information that's out there. So it's all about Alzheimer's disease. So from, you know, risk factors to, um, you know, the state of the disease right now to looking at symptoms, um, that's, that's what's on there. Just understanding, like, if you if your loved one is diagnosed, you might turn to that resource to understand more about what's happening and what's in store. Okay. Well, what we're going to do is we are going to put links to Busy Minds Box and also the Understanding Alzheimer's website on our show website so people can reach back uh, with a click from our website after they listen to your episode. Thank you so much. So we're going we're gonna to do that. And thank you for agreeing to be on the show. We appreciate your time. We know you're busy. (laughs) So thank you so much for that. Thank you guys so much for having me on here. It's been very special. So I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. I'm glad we had a chance to talk with her today and talk about how important it is, you know, for somebody with dementia to feel like there's a purpose and to have something to do. And, And these mind boxes will absolutely do that. You can find more information about Christina and links to the Busy Minds Box website on our show website at rogerthat.show. This has been Roger That. I'm Bobby. And I'm Mike. And we are dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Bobby and I would love to hear from you, answer any questions you might have, 
or just find out how you're doing, please connect with us on our Roger That Facebook and Twitter. To find out more about us, head over to rogerthat.show. That's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that dot show. Roger That is produced by Missing Link, a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master. And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and all those in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company.